Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I have a great episode for you today in which I speak with Inner Circle member Michelle. And Michelle has an amazing story. I think you're going to like listening to it a lot. She's lost 50 pounds. And we talk a lot about how she lost 50 pounds, the struggles she went through, and also the struggles she's going through now. And then she asked me a couple questions as well about my thoughts on alcohol and the effect it has on weight loss. And we dove deep into that. So give this episode a listen. Make sure you listen to the whole episode. If you like it, please leave a five-star review on iTunes, especially if you haven't done that already. They really do help a lot. And if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at the link in the show notes. Let's get into it. Michelle, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for doing this on such short notice. I really appreciate yeah, no. that. Um, before we dive in, do you want to just tell people where they can find you on social media? I know you have a, a pretty significant audience and you share a lot there. So just in case anyone would like to follow you. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> yes, it's Ellery Designs. Um, that's my Instagram. And I have been sharing a lot about my weight loss um, progress and all the things there. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And so tell me, just, I want to know more about you. Like, what do you do? Like, give me more background information before we even get into the fitness stuff. Just like, tell me more about you, what you do, where you're from. I just want to get to know yeah. you better. So I'm from Sycamore, Illinois, Northern Illinois, like about an hour from Chicago. Um, and I, I do work two jobs. So I do have a full-time job at a college. I'm an office coordinator. And then I also have my Instagram account where I share home decor, all the things, lifestyle. Like, And then it kind of evolved, actually, with my whole weight loss journey into talking more about health. Um, it's kind of funny how that all came into play because it was not even a part of you know my Instagram account. But I feel like it's really kind of turned into that. So how did that transition happen? How did it turn into that? Like, did what, it's what was that so, like? Yeah, it's so weird because, like I said, I used to share DIY projects, home decor projects, and that's kind of solely what I did. And then one day I popped on stories and I just had said, hey, this was back in May 2020. And I just was like, hey, I just want to say I'm just proud of myself. I lost 15 pounds, you know, and I just the reaction from people. I, it was, I wasn't expecting anything, you know, and I don't even know why I decided to share that. I, I really don't. I think just because we were in the middle of the pandemic and it was just like all the things I can get more into that in a little bit, but it was, um, just a lot going on. And I was just like, Hey, this is what I've been doing. <laughs> just saying, you know, just so you know, and just, it opened up so much and people were interested on in how did you do it? You know, all the things. And that's kind of, that's where it started. I love that. And, you know, you were proud of it. As yeah. like, I, I like, I love watching people when they're proud of something and they share it, right? Yeah. It's, I think it, it's ingrained oftentimes in, in our culture to not share when, like when you're proud, like, like don't brag, yes. don't brag. But so true. There's, yes. <laughs> there's a difference between bragging and just openly being proud of yourself. And I, I yeah. love, like, listen, I'm proud of myself. I, I made a huge accomplishment. So you shared it and like now you're helping other people do it, which is incredible. Right. Right. And I have to say, it's funny because I just found you probably about a year ago. So I didn't find your account until towards the end of my whole journey because I was sharing on Weight Loss Wednesdays. That's when I would share my weight loss, you know, story on Wednesdays on my stories. And then somebody was like, hey, you need to follow Jordan because he says a lot of the same things that you, you know, that you have done. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll check him out. And it was like, I'm telling you, <laughs> you were like a breath of fresh air because it is very hard to find people who are just like you always say, like progress is progress. And it's, it's so hard to find people like you because most people are just looking for that, like 
I need to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. You know, it's just, it was so amazing to find you. And it's, it's been so, I just love you. So <laughs> that makes awesome. me very happy. And, and from, from what I've seen, from what you're putting out, like, I love everything you're saying. Like, it's one of the reasons I wanted to hop on and chat with you. Like, I've loved seeing what you're saying, uh, the conversations that you're having, everything that you're putting out. Like, I think you're doing a wonderful job. So, Thank you. <laughs> so I know a couple of days ago when we were talking about doing this, you sent me a sort of a brief background about your story. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell me about that and sort of yeah. dive deeper into that and, and we'll go sure. from there? Before I start to talk about my whole weight loss journey, because that started in March of 2020 when the pandemic hit, but I do want to say, because I know I get asked this a lot, like, has weight always been a struggle for you? And it, and it has not. Um, growing up, I was always that sick, thin kid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was active. I was in sports. I played volleyball, basketball, softball, all the things, but I just, I didn't eat good. You know what I mean? I just was that kid that was thin, you know, and yeah, yeah. that's just, that's just it. You know, there's nothing more to it. Um, and then I graduated high school, stopped playing sports. And then, you know how it is, how it is. <laughs> the 15, 20 pounds came on real quick. Um, and it's just what happened, you know, it's just, it just happened. And then I got engaged and then we were going to get married in 2006. I was only 21, by the way. So we were really young when we got married, but, um, I wanted to lose that 20, 25 pounds that I had put on. So yep. I did. Um, it only took a few months. I was 21. You know, I ate better, went on the treadmill every day, just tried to do things better. And I lost yep. the weight. So I know, you know, people don't want to hear sometimes that it, it was easy, but it's kind of funny to look back on that because then how much I struggled later, you know, mm. um, because then, you know, a few years go by and then I have my daughter in 2009. And at that point I was probably up, you know, more in weight, um, like 170, 180. But again, I was, I'm 5'10", so I never looked what I weigh, you know what I mean? Never yep. looked... Yep you know, I'm taller, so I, I'm able to hide it better. And I never was really active. <laughs> I never really thought about what I ate. So I was just eating like an a-hole. I was never, <laughs> I never even went out. I, <laughs> I love that quote. Cause I say it all the time. It's my favorite, but I did. I just, I never thought about what I was eating. I never thought about exercise. Cause I never exercised, never even just went out on a walk. Like it just wasn't a part of me. Um, and then after not being so active with my daughter, she got older I noticed, you know, sitting in the office all day, I was only getting three to 4,000 steps a day, which is just not enough. I was just not moving and I was eating terribly. Mm -hmm. And then I got up to about 215, 220. Okay. So then I got to that point and it was, I'll get more into it, but it was never about the weight. It was about that. I felt like crap. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all it was. You, so you didn't feel comfortable in your body. No. And I just, and I just physically felt bad every day. I was just, I was suffering. I was just in a really bad spot. Um, and then March, 2020 hit, um, you know, that's right when the pandemic started, I was, you know, sent home from work. So working from home, the stay at home order, all the things I remember sitting in my living room chair and I was like, just, I just, I felt an anxiety attack coming on. Like, I'm like, I have to change something. Like I'm going to be stuck at home. What am I going to do? Like I, I have to get to feeling better. So it was never, um, I never had like this grand, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. It was never that it was, I sat in my chair literally and was like, I got to start getting 10,000 steps and I got to stop eating so bad. Like, you know, so I just, 
yeah. said that to myself. And like, I need to go on a walk. In March, in March 2020, you had that, you were like, I've got to do this. Yes. So that's right. when it started. Right. Yep. March 2020. I'm like, I have to. I'm home. I'm, you know, nervous. I was so nervous about what COVID was, you know, all the things. So I started going outside on walks. And honestly, that really helped because I was, mm -hmm. you know, there's so much going on in my brain. I was so stressed out as as we all were but that yep. was like my release and then i started to find that i enjoyed it you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i was like oh i like going out on the walks i like checking my watch to see how i'm doing on my steps because i would like i said i was getting maybe three to four thousand steps it was not good <laughs> and then i would just i was just watching what i was eating you know breakfast lunch and dinner just trying to eat a little better not going for seconds things yep. like that um it was never i never cut anything out never stopped eating anything i still drink a coke a day like there's so many things i can tell you that i just people are like oh you can still drink a coke like you can still have a cookie <laughs> yeah, you can you know like it's totally possible um but again like you've said a, a thousand times people are just thinking that they need to do something so drastic and it's like mm -hmm. that is not what you need to do so anyway you know march april may june i just i just kept doing my thing and I was losing half a pound to two pounds a week. You know, some weeks zero, some weeks three. You know how it is. It, it's, on average, yeah. You just check the average. average. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it was working and it was it was great. Like I loved it. And again, I get people who ask me too, like, what kept you motivated? Because I don't know. I just I just was in I was in a great spot and I just really enjoyed it. And I was it was just a thing. And like I said, I was never had a, like a weight loss goal in mind. But mm. once I got those 15 pounds down and I was under 200, I was like, okay, now I'm going to go for 175 because I think that'll be great. That's where I can sit, you know? Mm -hmm. And then once I got to 175, um, I got to 168, which was the 50 pound goal, um, 50 pounds loss. <laughs> it was a big wow. goal I kind of wanted to get to at that point, but yeah. it was never an initial goal. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Um, so when I got there in September of 2020, I had lost 50 pounds. And then I was like, this is amazing. I felt great. Um, it was just looking back and it's so funny because, you know, nobody ever really gives himself enough credit, but it's like, oh my gosh, I did this. You know, I did this for me. I'm feeling good. It was just like, ah, oh, you know, so good. Um, so, and then once I got to the 50 pounds, I'm like, not that it, I ever wanted to lose more weight. I just knew I had areas I could really tone up. Like my stomach is where I, you know, that's just my problem area. And I really wanted to focus on getting more toned. So I yeah, was yeah. doing more strength training. So that's when I started to do that. And I loved it. And that's, it's, it's so funny. Cause once you start that, it is like, oh my God, <laughs> I've told so many people, like it's the best a hundred percent. I love it. Um, and I loved it. And, it. and I didn't think I would. I thought I would like dread it. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. There are times where I don't want to do it. But <laughs> like, the result is amazing, though. I was very shocked at how um, much it did help me. So then I got down to 158, had lost 60 pounds. And then, boom, <laughs> I get COVID. I get, I get what I was literally fearing, you know. And then yeah. I got COVID. And then it's kind of funny because it's just, and I didn't get COVID bad or anything like that. It was just like, you know, all of a sudden I was just, I didn't have as much energy as I did. And, you know, certain things happened, but I was at my goal, but then I was kind of, I just kind of went in a slump. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like I just, Fair. 
went in a slump and I wasn't, I never, I didn't fall off the wagon, but I just wasn't being as good as I was, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But it took several months for me to actually see the scale move. You know what I mean? Like I was sitting mm. 155, 157, no problem for months without really having to try, you know? Yeah. But then yeah. you know how it is. Like it just, <laughs> it just, it's gonna, it's gonna change. You know, if you, it'll inch by inch, it'll, things will change. So sorry, I just rambled there for a really nope. long time. None of that was rambling. It was all <laughs> phenomenal. Like I loved every second of it. And it, there, like, as you were talking, I was like, I should be taking notes because there's so many things I want to talk about. <laughs> but I mean, number one, what you just said in terms of it took you a while to start to notice like things changing, which I think is really important, right? Where you can, you reach a goal and then sometimes people will have one bad meal, bad is in quotes, yeah. like, or one bad weekend or whatever it is. And then they think they screwed up and then they, they call it quits, but it's like, it's not how it works. It took you a long time to get there. It's going to take yeah. a long time to get back. So I think that's important. Um, before we move forward, I, I got to ask, I want to ask you, cause you lit up when you started talking about strength training, like your <laughs> face changed, you smiled. Like I could see that cool. you really fell in love with it. And yeah. I wanted to ask, what about strength training did you fall in love with and how early on did that happen? Yeah. Well, the first I, I did, I did a video. It was like a 35 minute video, you know, um, certain program. And I was like, the first day I, I could barely walk the next day. I'm not going to lie. Cause I thought I was in great shape. You know, I'm like, look at me. I'm, I lost 50 pounds. I'm going to do some weights. Oh my God. I could, I was like jello, you know, for days, even a week. I was like, I don't know if I should keep doing this. Cause I can barely, move, you know, it just is so funny how you think you're in shape and then you do something different and your body is like, Whoa, you know? Yes. Yep. But, um, so it did take a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but it was, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I just really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed um, the result. <laughs> the results were, you know, it kept me going because it really was toning areas and it was just strengthening muscles. And it, I loved how my arms were looking. You know, I, I know that sounds silly, but no. it's just the truth, you know. It doesn't sound silly at all. Um, did you like the process? Like, were you paying attention to how strong you were getting? Were you paying attention to yeah. how like, oh, wow, I am lifting more this week than I was last week. Like, was that something that you were paying attention to? Did you enjoy that or, or not so much? Yeah, because when I started, um, I, you know, was using very, very small weights. So then I noticed that as I kept going, I was increasing my weight and I was getting stronger and my muscles were getting stronger and it felt fantastic. So yeah, <laughs> it I totally noticed, but it, it was a process because I started really low and I never even got to a large amount of, you know, lifting, but for me it was, it was enough and I really liked it. I love that. I love that. All right. So, so keep going. You, you get COVID, you feel yeah. like you, you get into that slump, then what happens? And it's funny. Cause I never, like I said, I never completely fell off the wagon, but, um, so January, February, January, February, I was just kind of hanging, you know, I would work out a few days a week, ate pretty good, not a hundred percent, but you know, fine. And I was just trying to stay in maintain mode. I think that was the part I struggled with the most. And I talked about that a lot on my stories. I was like, I, I, I've never had to maintain a weight. So this is going to be interesting for me because I never had to put any thought into it. And now I feel like I do because, you know, I had lost all this weight 
and I kind of want to stay around 160, mm-hmm. you know, I think I can do it. We'll see, you know, and I was <laughs> doing pretty well at it until like, you know, March, April hit. And then I just started not eating as good. I just not every meal, but I just was not in that calorie deficit anymore. And, um, you know, over the course of a couple months, it started to come on, you know, not fast, but I had gained 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at right now, where I kind of do want to get that 10 pounds off. That's my mm-hmm. new goal. Um, and I recently joined your inner circle, loving that. Um, and I loved your whole recent progress of you losing 10 pounds or Thank over you. that. But you know what I mean? That just totally was so motivating because, yeah, and it's so motivating for other people, too, because people think, oh, you gained four pounds overnight. Yeah, it's totally normal. Like, thousand <laughs> percent. Like, people don't think that that is normal. And it just drives me crazy because it's like, no, that's 100 percent normal. It can't tear you down because a four pound increase is or a six pound, whatever it is. No big deal. Like, you can't stress over that because it will it will drive you crazy. And I, I, I realized that, too, like it's not the day to day. It's like you said, the month to month. It's so like, that's why I say like, (laughs) you are a breath of fresh air, because it is so important for people to understand that. Yeah, no, 100%. It's so funny. It I feel like checking the scale and and analyzing it day to day is sort of like checking your bank account every single day. It's like, listen, if if you if you have checked your bank account, before you go on vacation and then you go on vacation you pay for like a i don't know you pay for you and your family to go on vacation the flights the hotel all this other stuff like you're going to see a reduction in your bank account you just spent significantly more than you usually do and if you're checking your bank account after that massive spend all the meals all the travel all that stuff you're like Mm -hmm you can't let the emotional side of that like tear you apart because obviously you just spent way more than you have coming in. So you're going to see a reduction, but you know that once you get back from vacation and you're back to doing everything normally and normal spending, everything's going to even back out. If you Mm -hmm. eat a lot one (laughs) night and then you weigh yourself the next morning, of course, the scale is going to be up more than usual. You have more food in your stomach, of course. So I, I think, it's so easy for people to, I, I sort of think of it like this, the scale, you have to learn how to speak scale language is really the, mm-hmm. the best way I can, like the scale has its own language. And if you don't speak scale language, you are making up the language in your head, right? So yeah. when you see it fluctuate, when you see it spike, you have your own language and you're, you're assuming it's, you think the scale is saying, fuck you, right? Yeah. And so you yeah. think the scale is flipping you off when the reality the scale is just saying yeah. like, no, you, it's, it's a different language and you have to learn how to speak it. Otherwise you're just never going to be able to use it appropriately. 1000% that is, yes, <laughs> I agree. Cause there are times I like sometimes just now, like I get on, I'm sure you're the same way. Cause you, you know, you've done this for so long that I I've said this, I can pretty much almost guarantee what my weight's almost going to be when I oh, step on. Yeah. Like, I know like, okay, today's going to be up tomorrow's, you know what I mean? Like yes. you, you do, you get, you, you, if you can form a relationship with the scale in a good way, it's so important for you to, yeah, to not let that number be, you know, tear you down because <laughs> it, it I can't. Can... I can usually tell, so there, there are many things that, this is a really cool discussion. There are many thing, reasons why I'll be able to tell what's going to happen with my weight. Number one is I've tracked my weight so many times and not just 
like with a pen and paper and not just in my head, but with an actual weight tracker, like in the inner circle app where like you can track your weight data. I've done that so many times that I know the pattern that my body follows. So I know generally within a few days of when I'll be spiking up, when I'll be whooshing down as long as I'm consistent. I know that. But even take that out of the equation, I don't know why I went like this to scratch my arm rather than just bring it. <laughs> I think I was trying okay, to avoid yeah. the microphone. I was like, oh, so odd, like such an awkward motion okay, to yeah. scratch my arm. But um, the, yeah. there are other things, for example, I could just know like, okay, yesterday I had more carbs than usual. I know I'm gonna my weight will probably be higher. Or yesterday, um, if I had a really heavy lower body workout, odds are I know the scale is gonna be heavier. Um, but you you really start... I, I hate it when people say, listen to your body. I hate it because most people don't know how to listen to their body, yeah. right? It's like they don't know what cues their body is giving them and they haven't practiced listening to their body. So when I say this, when I say what I'm about to say, keep in mind, this is from years and years and years of practicing and learning. I can tell when my, when like when my skin is holding on to more water. Right. So like if you think about a whoosh, when you like you're in a calorie deficit, you're sort of like plateaued for a little bit. Yep. You often whoosh that you have a water release, right? Because like mm -hmm. the water will release and then that's why we see a whoosh overnight. It's not a ton of fat. You just your cells are holding on to more water. You whoosh. I can feel when I'm holding on to more water in my skin and I can feel when that goes away. So I'll wake up one morning and I'll be like, oh, that water is gone. And it's it's slight. It's not I'm not pinching my skin. I'm not I can just feel it and I'm listening to my body based on years of doing it and this it just it takes time it's trial and error mm -hmm. yep I was I just wrote a note down because when you said the strength training thing I did notice that um, when I do start to do incorporate more strength training I know my scale is going to go up for several days for whatever reason I know you've talked about this a lot if it's I don't know muscle inflammation I don't know what it is but my scale jumps quite a bit when I incorporate strength training those first even first weekish. Um, it's just how I know my body reacts, you know, so yeah. everyone's different. And that's just an example for me that I notice, you know, with the scale. So it's funny. So some people often think like, like as soon as they start weight training, they go to their first weight training session, the scale goes up the next day. And they're like, do you think it's because muscle weighs more than fat? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> No. <laughs> and I'm like, number one, you didn't gain any muscle in the last day. Like, that's not how you don't gain muscle in a day. Uh, it's not how it works. Unfortunately, I wish you did, uh, yeah. but that's not how it works. So it's not because muscle weighs more than fat. And obviously we also know a pound of muscle weighs the same as a pound of fat. It's, it weighs the same. The difference here is the, the density, right? Like a pound of muscle takes up less space than a pound of fat does. Yes. But either way, the reason the scale spikes is because when you strength train, as you are strength training, your muscles are breaking down, right? They're breaking down and then the, the getting stronger and getting bigger is that regrowth process. So you break your muscles down in order to make them stronger, which could be like a really great metaphor for life, right? In order to get stronger, you sort of have to break yourself down in order to get stronger and regrow and get, regrow and get better. But as they're breaking down, they're going to absorb a lot of water. They're going to absorb a lot of glycogen. So if you're eating carbohydrates, which I hope you are after you yeah. work out, your muscles are going to act like a sponge, soak it all up. And what happens if you have a dry sponge? You can take the exact same sponge. The sponge weighs the exact same. But then one sponge is dry. You take the other sponge. You fill it up with water. Which one's going to weigh more? The one with more water. And yeah. that's what your muscles are doing. They're yeah. soaking it all up. I don't know what that sound effect is. Yeah. It's soaking it all up. <laughs> yeah, it works. And then yeah. it away more. And then yeah. over time, then the, the, the water and the glycogen will go out and then your weight will stabilize. But 
a lot of people ask, they're like, well, how do you know what's your true weight? Like, what is your true weight? And I'm like, if you're asking what is your true weight, then you're focusing on the day-to-day and not the month-to-month. This is why you need the month-to-month. You need to compare weight to month-to-month because right. when you compare it month-to-month, you see the trend over time. Your, the, your true weight, like, I don't know, I, I think the best indicator of if we want to call your true weight you wake up in the morning, you pee and poop, and then before you eat or drink, you weigh yourself. They will call that your true weight. But even then, it doesn't matter. What matters is what direction is it going month to month. That's how you really figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, it's funny because you stress this so much and, you know, me as well. You can't – people sometimes like, well, you made that look so easy, you know, and all you did, all, all you did was – um, walk and eat better, you're saying. And it's like, it's, there's so much more to that, you know, and, and it wasn't easy, but it's all about, like you say, it's, it was all about consistency and just keep going. I didn't let, like, there were times, oh my gosh, I had days, weeks where I was not very good, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. you have to live your life. Like, you know, like, it's just, um, that's something that I wanted to, to do over this whole journey was I never wanted to cut anything out. I wanted to do something that was going to be maintainable for the rest of my life hopefully. Um, because you know, I like to drink beer. I like to eat cookies. I like to eat crap. Sometimes we all do, you know, like there's no, there's no way I can go out and like, and I'm not ordering a salad every day, you know, like, it's just not (laughs) normal. Like I'm not doing it. So, (laughs) you know, that was the one thing that I just, when you start looking at calories in restaurants, it's like a lot of the salads are higher calorie than the burger. It's one of the reasons I like to check them before I go, because I'm like, all right, that salad is literally, even if the salad is 200 calories less than the burger, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy the burger way more. So I'll get the burger and then I'll make up those 200 calories somewhere else during my calorie intake. But yeah, Yeah. it's, it's funny just how much awareness can Mm -hmm. really impact you. But so, so let me ask you this. You're, you you said your goal right now is you're trying to lose 10 pounds to to get to about 150. One, yeah, well, I'm like 168 right now, and I want to get back to 158, yeah. Got it, okay. Try to maintain between 155, 160 again. I think that's like where I just am most comfortable. I think I can do it, and, you know, I gain 10 pounds, whatever. I'm not going to let it ruin my progress. Like you always say, like, it's no big deal. I'm going to, I'll get back down there, and I even talked about this on my stories. I'm like, even if I don't, and I sit where I'm at right now, I'm happy here. Mm. It's just one of those things that I know I, I would really like to lose the 10 pounds. I I really feel like that is where I am the most comfortable with my body. You know, I also like how you, you gave yourself about a five pound range. You didn't say you want to get to 155. You said between 155 to 160, that's maintenance. And for me, I, for me personally, I use a 10 pound range. Um, I go, I try and stay between 140 to 150 or like 140. Yeah. 140 to 150 is where I generally try and stay. Once I start going up past 150, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. it's time for me to rein it in. And yeah, I and, actually love that advice. Cause I feel like 10 pounds is even, is just better than five. Like I do. I really like that. That's actually great. Because <laughs> advice. You, you know, your weight can fluctuate five pounds easily. Oh yeah. In a day. Yeah. In a day. Yeah. Easily. Right? It's so, yeah. it's so yeah. crazy how easy it is to, for your weight to, if, if, if you or anyone want to try something crazy, uh, if you, if you have a hot tub, mm-hmm. if you happen to have a hot tub, I don't. weigh, your, weigh yeah. yourself before you get in the hot tub, 
and then weigh yourself when you get out of the hot tub. If you stay in that hot tub for 10 to 15 minutes, I guarantee you people aren't going to believe me. But I guarantee you if you weigh yourself before and after, you'll lose at least a pound from when okay. you get in to when you get out in 10 to 15 minutes. Assuming the hot tub yeah. is actually hot, assuming it's not like 70 right. degrees. If it's actually like, if it's on hot, you're going to lose about about at least a pound in 10 to 15 minutes. A pound of yeah, from sitting crazy. in a hot tub. It's crazy. Then Sometimes it takes a, a week or two to lose a pound. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> So then yep. the question is, well, what are you losing? You're not losing fat by sitting in the hot tub. It's just you're sweating out water. People don't realize how many things impact our weight. So, and people don't realize how much, like, this is why you, you look at people in, in weight-controlled sports, whether it's wrestlers or fighters or even uh, jockeys. Jockeys are notorious for this. Or uh, people who do crew, that you have to weigh a certain amount to be on a boat. Like, they'll manipulate their weight not through fat loss but through water. And they do very dangerous things for that. But it, the amount that you can manipulate your weight with simply water is insane. And then, of course, you, you drink a 16-ounce bottle of water, get, you're going to gain a pound. Right. Like that's what happens. It, it's yeah. it's so funny to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so what's your plan right now to lose to lose this about ten pounds? Um, so I just started this week, um, and I'm not really doing anything different. I'm just really trying to focus on eating in that calorie deficit, obviously. Um, and you know, I I go out on walks and runs pretty much daily, but I'm going to start incorporating some strength training and just do the things that I'm used to doing. And I I think it'll be you know it'll be all good. <laughs> I'm used to do, I've done it before, you know, yeah. type thing. It's just, um, I'm just not stressing over 10 good. pounds. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's important for people to know too, even if it's 20, like it's don't stress over it. You can do it. Um, because I feel like that is the whole thing with weight loss. There's such a negative light on it because it does take a while, you know, and some people might lose, it might, like you say, like if you're only losing a half a pound a week, that's only four pounds a month. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is like they, mm -hmm. people have to realize it is. And it adds up, like you said, like it's so important. <laughs> and I just wish more people would understand that. Cause I get people, you know, people who message me like, Oh, I've only, I've only lost two pounds. This I, I've only lost. What are you talking about? Like, that's great. You know, like that is fantastic. You, I just wish more people would pat themselves on the back and just stick with it instead of yeah. feeling like they failed and then they're done type thing. You know, I know you talk about this all the time, so I'm kind of repeating myself here, but it's just something that just, it's, you know, it's, it, it's important to, for me that people understand that. And I know <laughs> you're the same way. It's just it's, one of those it's things. So important. And I say the same things over and over again, right? It's like repetition. People need it. People need to yeah. hear it. And, and yep. Along the same because lines. Sometimes it takes people forever to start, you know, and they need to hear you say it over and over so that then they they do get it in their head to actually try it, you know? That happens all the time. The number of people who message me being like, Hey, I followed you for two years. I really only followed you because you spoke about Harry Potter and I thought it was funny. And then all of a sudden, like <laughs> I finally heard you say it enough where I gave it a shot and I'm down thirty pounds. I got one of those messages this morning. It happens all yeah the time. And, and it's funny cause you know, some people they'll, they'll follow my stuff. They'll take it. They'll understand how to do it. And then they'll unfollow. Cause like, listen, I get it. And that's, that's my goal. I used to say this to my clients, uh, early on in my career, early on when I would, uh, the, my sales pitch was yeah. literally, I would say, listen, my goal is to work with you for three to six months. And after three to six months, you can flip me off, cancel mm -hmm. your payment and never work with me again, because you know, everything you need to know. That's what I want. Like, that's my goal. 
My goal yeah. is for you to get to a point where you never need it again. But sometimes people just need to hear it over and over and over again before they actually start. So it's yeah. that's it. It's just people need that repetition. And, and yep. in terms of it's that word only is really what kills people. It's I've only lost two pounds or I've only yes. it's like what why are you saying only? And, and what it really for me always boils down to is like, what's the rush? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a race. Who no. are you competing against? It's like, mm-hmm. what's the rush? And not to mention just time and time again, when people do it more slowly and sustainably, I've always found it's more enjoyable and they can sustain it for longer as opposed yes. to the people who do it more quickly. They eliminate everything they enjoy from their life. They radically increase their workouts and their cardio and they hate it. They might lose a lot very quickly, but they're going to regain it more quickly and oftentimes regain even more. It's like, People need to be okay with slower, sustainable progress. Yeah. What do you say? What's your advice? Because I got this question a lot or comment, I should say, not a question, but people would say, oh, you know, when I would share my weight loss stories on Weight Loss Wednesday, whatever it was, and they'd be like, you know, I get those backhanded comments like, oh, must be nice. I'm 45. I'm not 36 like you. You know what I mean? Like and stuff like that, because it's like it's it's really it's it is doable. Like you say, like it's just people don't stay consistent enough and they don't let it ride out long enough, in my opinion, you know, before they're oh, making, yeah. oh, I just tried for two weeks, you know, <laughs> type thing. And, you know, yep. I, I did it a million times in my life. I get it. Like I, you know, how many times did I say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get up and work out this week, you know, back in the day. And I never did, you know, I turn the snooze off, whatever, go back to sleep. Yep. So I get it, but it's like, um, I just would like your thoughts on that. Yeah. Sometimes- so-, <laughs> so it's interesting. So, I very much understand that because I get that from the perspective of, well, number one, you're young. Number two, you're a man, so it's easier for you. Um, and it, that used to really eat at me when I would get that. It would eat at me because I knew the truth. Like I knew like you, they could do it as well if they were doing it right and doing it consistently. Right. <laughs> um, over time, I've sort of developed a cheat code to deal with it in terms of I have conversations like this with people on my podcast for women who are 50, 60, 70 years old who have PCOS and uh, and all yeah. these other things. And for all these people, all these women who've been told it's not going to work for you because you're older, because you're going through menopause, or because you have PCOS. And then I've had conversations with people with these women who I've worked with who will say, oh, I used to think that. And then I actually started doing what you were saying. I stopped being offended every time that you said something and I just took it into my own hands and I started putting in the work. And what do you know? It started to work. So now anytime someone says something like that to me, I have you know the cheat code of, hey, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Here's, here's another example. Here's another example. I also have Susan who I work with in the inner circle. Yeah. Like she's in her sixties. She's gone through menopause. She like she got in the best shape ever starting in her fifties. And like, you can see this outrageous transformation. It's like, Mm -hmm. listen, if you don't want to listen to me because like you think it's easier for me because I'm a man and because I'm younger, fine. You don't have to, but don't, don't trick yourself into thinking your excuse is valid. Cause it's Mm -hmm. not like it. I'm not saying it's, it's definitely going to be harder for you. For sure. It's like, I think everything gets harder as you get older. Everything gets harder. It's harder to make friends. It's harder to learn a language. It's harder to do anything as the older you get for many reasons, not least of which you've developed new, your habits, your patterns, everything. I think as you get older, it gets more difficult to do new things, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. And if someone is just going to like be stuck in their way and be like, 
that's up to them. Like that's, I'm, I'm not going to waste my time. I'll give them all the information they need and they can take it from there. Yep. It's funny because I brought up this question, but you just, you just hit something home from just hit something here. Um, so I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia years ago. Um, and I had a doctor tell me, and I think I used it as an excuse for many years. And that's why the weight crept on and why I never worked out because I had a doctor tell me, um, you're never going to want to run or lift a weight because your joints just can't handle it, you know? And it's so funny because now I feel so freaking good. The best I've ever felt my whole life. And I, I really have none of those symptoms that I used to have. And I did it. I did it by, you know, walking and running and doing things. And I'm not saying that's going to work for everyone. I'm just saying for me, for me, it it was something that I felt like, Oh, I, I can't do that but I did it and it worked out, you know, and don't get me wrong. I do want to also say, I, I didn't talk about this yet, but when I first started my journey back in March, 2020, I had severe knee, knee pain where I was like, mm-hmm. it was just excruciating, but I fought through it. I would do things sometimes when it was so bad and I couldn't walk. I YouTube videos where I could do things that were just like people who had knee pain. I found a guy who, you know, kind of had a similar thing. He did a workout that was all just upper body. It didn't have to use my knee. So I did that. And it's funny because when I look back and think that I actually did that, it's mind blowing to me because I never actually, I never put in the work and I finally put in the work last year. And it was just, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest. And I'm, I'm just glad I stuck it out. Um, Sorry, I just talked about a bunch of things there, (laughs) but it all just is like coming, you know, it's funny how you can be told something, but you sometimes you can fight through it and it all works out. Not saying that's always going to be that way, but for me, that was one of the things that it's funny. I was talking to my husband about it months ago, but I'm like, remember when that doctor told me I should never do any of this and look at where I'm at now? Like, it's pretty crazy. I've heard some crazy stories of of doctors mel well i was gonna say mel weaning i see i mean well-meaning doctors yes, <laughs> yes. mel weaning well-meaning <laughs> doctors give yes. the worst health and fitness advice and it, it's mind-boggling like i know doctors have an insane educational process they like so many years of schooling and there's so many topics they have to cover what's really important for people to understand and i know my mom's generation really struggles with this because in my mom's generation was basically taught that doctors know everything. The doctor is always right. Mm -hmm. And obviously to get to become a doctor, you have to be super smart or at least spend a, a significant amount of time and effort learning something. But doctors don't have the answer for everything. Doctors can make mistakes too. And doctors are not experts in everything. And when it comes to weight loss and health and fitness, your doctor might not be the best person to to know every single detail. And the reason I say this is because I've I've worked with so many women with PCOS, so many women going through through menopause who their doctor told them it's not going to happen for you. Like it's impossible. And it blows my mind because yeah. what a terrible thing to tell someone number 1. Right? Like what a like what a defeatist attitude. And it, it mm-hmm. prevents so many people from even wanting to try because why would they try if they don't think it's going to work? So it, it it's crazy to me how many stories I've heard where a doctor will basically give someone the uh, the go ahead to not try at all. It's like, what yeah. what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's I know. crazy. It is. Uh, so, so 
and if the answer, if you don't have any questions, it's totally fine. Is there anything going into your, your next phase that I might be able to help you with or, or, and if not, again, that's totally fine, but I wanted to make that offer. No, you can, you, I probably have a million questions. I could talk to you probably for eight hours straight, but, um, I think, and I talked about this on my Instagram recently, um, you know, with me trying to lose 10 pounds. Cause I'm like, I think this, it's going to come off slow because I am, it's summer. I like to go out on the weekends and we drink beer more. You know, I like to drink beer. That's my, um, what kind of beer? My, I'm just like a Miller light summer shandy girl. I'm nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just, you know, just like beer, beer is my go-to. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, but I am, I'm, I'm, I don't want to cut it out. You know what I mean? Cause I want it to be sustainable. Obviously I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to drink as much as, you know, every day on the weekend as I would last weekend, you know, I had it three days in a row. I just can't do that when I'm trying to lose weight. You know what I mean? It's just not, well, I can, but it's just going to take a little long. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, so I guess, I don't know, just more like, what are your thoughts on that? I know you have a lot of thoughts on, you know, alcohol and weight loss and you're working on that as well (laughs) on talking about that whole thing. Um, so yeah, what what do you got to so, say? About that? <laughs> so there, there's a lot to discuss, right? Um, mm-hmm. I had I, ever since my competition, I've been having drinks like three to five nights a week, um, yeah. and I've been maintaining my weight, and that's sort of my goal. I'm trying to maintain this ten pound ish range. And, and um, that's amazing for you to say because people don't think that that's possible. You know what I mean? Correct. <laughs> so that correct. right there in itself is huge. Yeah. Now. I think there, there's alcohol is a tricky subject because there's so many extenuating circumstances that go along with it, right? Um, we're going to eliminate the the potential alcoholism from this discussion, right? So, like, yeah. if someone's an alcoholic or really struggles with alcohol, yeah, so from a substance abuse perspective, that is a different conversation. We're not talking about that right now. Um, For sure. From a fat loss perspective, that's all we're talking about. From a fat loss perspective. There's no reason why you can't incorporate alcohol on a regular basis. There's no, as long as it fits within your calories, you're good. Now I will say, I often, if I'm, if I'm serious about trying to lose some weight, um, I will limit my alcohol because I've found that as I reduce calories, alcohol tends to affect me more, not just from like a getting drunk perspective, but I've noticed it impacts my sleep more which I'm on, I'm on a huge sleep kick recently. Like I'm just like all in on sleep. I'm like, you've got to prioritize, prioritize sleep. And I noticed that when I drink alcohol, my sleep is not as good. And the more I drink, the worse it gets. And then the worse my sleep gets, the the worse my workouts get and the worse my jujitsu gets. And that's when I start. And and when my workouts and jujitsu starts to take a hit, then I'm like, screw it. Like I need to make yeah. a change that for, that's my turning point because working out in jujitsu is my, my happy place. Then mm-hmm. keeping track of my nutrition. I don't like it. Like, I'm not like, Oh yeah. Like I love yeah. keeping track of my nutrition. <laughs> oh yeah. Vegetables, baby. Like I hate, like I'm yeah, not like right. super passionate about that. I'm passionate about my performance. And when I find something start to affect my performance, then I start to adjust it. So I still drink several times a week. Um, yeah. I, I also think it's important to, to understand I'm, I'm like in the process of writing a book right now and I'm like trying to write a section on like on alcohol and weight loss. And I'm trying, I'm sort of articulating, are you the type of person who likes to drink because you love 
certain types of alcohol and you're like an alcohol connoisseur and like you're a beer connoisseur or a wine or whatever it is, or are you drinking to get drunk? Right. Like which right. one are you, are you trying to yeah, do? Yeah. And from right. there you need, you can pick and choose what types of alcohol might be better for you. If you're the person who's like the connoisseur who just loves wine and wine tastings and da, 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 da then you might be better off with, um, you might be more okay with a higher calorie option and sticking to one to two glasses. Whereas if you're drinking to get drunk, maybe paying more attention to the lower calorie liquids, whatever it is, stuff like that, the more clear liquids that are going to be, uh, you can get more bang for your buck, if you will. But um, right. what it really boils down to, and from, to is from a fat loss perspective, as long as you hit your calories, you are good. It's totally fine. Just pay attention to how it's affecting your sleep, how it's affecting your performance. And then also a lot of people, they'll stop tracking their calories when they're drunk. And then all of a sudden they'll go in the freezer and they'll get the popsicles and they'll get the ice yeah, cream yeah. and then they'll go have a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. And then the bowl turns into the entire fucking box and then they order pizza and they're like, Oh, well, I only had a couple drinks. It's like, but you didn't mention the 1500 calories that you ate after the drinks. So this is where it's like, if you're going to drink, fine, go for it. But right. you still have to be aware of your calories. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason I ask is because I didn't have to worry about it as much last year during my whole journey because it was COVID. We were home. Like we weren't going out like we used to. Like prior to that, I, I even said prior to my weight loss journey in 2020, before the pandemic hit, I was drinking three to four days a week, pretty consistently all the time. And then, you know, with the whole weight loss journey last year and not being as social, um, it was, it was easier for me to cut it out, you know? So now with this year kind of back to normal, it's, uh, been something that I didn't have to worry about as much, but again, I don't like to even use the term worry about because, you know, it's just a part of my life. And if I want to have a beer at dinner, I'm going to have a beer at dinner done and done. I'm not going to overthink it, you know, type thing. And I guess I just wanted to, I like when you just reiterate things because it's just that, yeah, have your beer at dinner. It's fine. You can still lose weight. You know, like <laughs> I just, yep. I just love it because it's, it's just what more people need to hear. Yeah. It's, it's nice to get to, to be reaffirmed that you're doing things properly. It's nice to be like, hey, like I just needed to hear that, right? Like, kind of, yeah, I mean, it's true. That's what I, I just kind of needed to hear it for myself because, you know, I, I've heard it from you before, but it's just, you know, it's nice to be reassured and just and hear it again, you know, we sometimes you all do. need it in, in every aspect of our life. Like some, we need it from our partners, like, hey, like I love you unconditionally, or we need it from like from our coaches, yes. whether it's this or um, even it, if I'm doing jujitsu and my coach is like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like you're making great progress. It's like, it's nice to hear. And, and it, yeah. it keep, it lets you know you're doing the right things, even though progress is never as fast as you want ever. And even though you're going to struggle and there are going to be times that you're really like fighting through something, sometimes you just yeah. need some, some affirmation to know like, Hey, you're doing it right. Keep going. Right. And that's kind of what happened these last three months where things fell off. My life just got a little more stressful things, you know, how it happens. And then it's, it is nice to hear that because it's, it, you're going to, nobody's going to go through like, you're going to go through waves where whether something catastrophic happens in your life or you, you have to be okay. If you gain the weight, you know, a little bit of weight, you can get back down. It's if you, if you stress over it, it's just, it consumes you <laughs> and you're it shouldn't, exactly right. you know? That's exactly right. And that's one of the reasons why I like having the, that range that like maintenance range yeah. or because it's sort it does sort of build in, um, the ability for things to, for life to throw you curveballs. 
And I've I've worked with people where sometimes like, hey, something crazy happens, family member gets sick, lose their job, uh, traveling like crazy, and we extend the maintenance range from 10 pounds to 20 pounds. And yeah. it's like, listen, we know if you get gain another 10 pounds, your health isn't going to be, it's not going to be an issue, right? And unless you're already, you have a significant amount of body fat. If you're already relatively lean, you're staying within that range of 10 pounds, but then you may maybe gain 10 more pounds, like family member sick, lose your job, super crazy, stressful time. Listen, let's yeah. extend it 10 pounds, yeah. but we can't go past that. Yeah, and that I love it. It's a good place for people to be like, listen, I know right now I can't focus on my health and fitness as much. Like new parents, oftentimes you have two, three kids, little kids, your sleep is shit, crazy times at work, whatever it is. It's like sometimes you've got to, I think some people would call this giving yourself grace, but I'm not calling it giving yourself grace because I want to create like an actual objective landmark. I think giving yourself grace is too vague. And essentially you're doing the same thing, but you're giving yourself an objective landmark that also gives yourself grace. It gives you leeway to say like, Hey, listen, this isn't going to destroy my life. This isn't going to ruin my health. It's just understanding that right now things are crazy for me. Yeah, It's okay if I gain a little bit of weight because I know what to do when life settles back down again and I can get control. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Is, Is there anything else? Do you feel good? Yeah, I do. I feel great. <laughs> would, would you mind um, just sharing again your social media where people can follow you? Yeah, Ellery Designs. Um, it's E-L-L-E-R-Y and then Designs. But yeah, you're so sweet for sharing that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Listen, thank you for coming on. This was this has been a blast. And again, I really appreciate, appreciate you doing this on short notice and on a Saturday. So yeah. uh, thank this you. This was awesome. I, I, no, thank you. <laughs> this is great. So anything you need, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. And, and I want to keep updated with how your progress is going, okay? Yep, sounds great. All right, I'm going to hit stop. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. And if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at the link in the show notes. Have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you soon.